Dark Man has been away for nearly two years, but this summer it's back. Shrews Views is back right here on ShropshireStar.com, bringing you the latest news and latest everything, really, for the Montgomery Waters Meadow with me, Johnny Jury, and Shrewsbury correspondent, Lewis Cox, and maybe every now and then the odd occasional guest, but watch this space. So welcome back to Shrews Views. Lewis, um, a lot's changed since the last time Shrews Views, Views aired. I'm, I'm different. You're still you here. Salah for a lot different. Luke changed, yeah. <laughs> but how's yeah. uh, things, my friend? You had a good summer? They're well, mate. Thanks for asking. Yeah, pretty good. Um, I, I don't know. It's been a it's been a long summer, I would say, from a time perspective, from my perspective. I know you were saying earlier, weren't you? You don't feel like five minutes um, since since you were at a match, but Town's final game, that that Wigan, uh, Wigan obviously won the, the League One trophy. I think I'm right in saying that was... Um, that was April, wasn't it? I think, was it the very, very end of April? End of so, April, yeah. Yeah, League One finished a bit earlier, didn't it? And um, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, it's been a been a fairly long one, I would say. Obviously, pre-season is around the corner. Players are back. Friendlies, you know, they're jetting up to Spain. Friendlies will start. Um, we finally had a few signings. We had one right at the start, didn't we, in, in Jordan Shipley? And then this week, obviously, it's it's gone crazy, which was just in time for me to get back from from holiday, which was which was just in nice. time for the Shrews but, Views relaunch. This has been in yeah. the diary for months. Perfect, so mate. Steve Cottrell must have uh, must have been looking in. Yeah, in one of our so diaries. In time, for me, in time for me to get a bit of sun, mate. Uh, a bit of uh, sun and sand, sun and sand. Get back back on these shores and finally just about back in working order. I would say. Good man, good man. Well, it's the opening episode of the series, so we'll be talking about everything that's been going down at, at South, not just this week. Um, the last few weeks, look ahead to the pre-season tour and the pre-season schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a big summer for Salah. It's been a big summer for Lewis Cox as well. He's had a busy few weeks. <laughs> okay, some, yeah. big, some big news in the in the Cox household. Um, what, what, surely, we're talk, surely we're not talking about the signing of Che Dunkley. My, uh, <laughs> my, I haven't brought my other half up to date yet, but I'm sure she'll be delighted with that capture. But no, no, she was uh, uh, she was sealed on Is a. That- on a what? On a, on a what's that? On a on a fifty-year deal or something like that? <laughs> yeah, he was sealed on a lifetime contract, mate. Yeah, that's, that's the that. Well, that's the aim. Um, yeah, no, I uh, yeah. Uh, fortunately, I was able to pop the question over in the Caribbean, and uh, at least I, I think she said yes. Lot lot of tears, uh, happy tears. I think. I hope. Who knows? But yeah, considering <laughs> we're looking at considering we're looking at venues, I think I think it's fair to say she said yes. So yeah, uh, that was a yeah that was a nice. I say cherry to top the holiday, but it was the start of the holiday. So um, yeah, it was a beautiful time. Uh, we were lucky enough to go to the Dominican Republic, and it was yeah, it was special, mate. Yeah, obviously to to do that over there, get engaged, it was um, pretty magical. So yeah, thank you. And it's a, good uh, job. it's a good job she did say yes, as it was the start of the holiday. If she said no, it'd been a pretty bad. Yeah, holiday. that would have been an interesting. Uh, yeah, because of the, uh, the holiday out, outlay, I think we'd have uh, we'd have stayed <laughs> yeah. stayed to get our values worth. For the, uh, the all-inclusive but yeah no it was it was great mate and uh i thought i'd miss a couple of town signings while while out there for two weeks i think but um to my bemusement and to my colleagues uh i got depression not not, not much happened so uh, they, oh they i can certainly good. tell you that there was a few head scratching moments yeah. in the last <laughs> yeah, two weeks yeah, yeah. but Joe um, to be one. perhaps you know i think a couple of town fans have said to me perhaps it, it was all waiting for my return so we'll go along oh, with yeah. that We'll go with that line. So superb. So there we go. Engagement's over. Let's get down to the football. Yeah, now, very uh, cool. Now today, we're, you know, we're going to be having a conversation about the state of play, the preseason tour, what's been happening, what's going to be going on. Um, 
and we'll be having in the next few weeks in the coming weeks as well we'll be having hopefully some guest appearances we'll be taking questions from yourself and yeah. we'll have a few other segments but today uh it's just looking at what's been going on really lewis it's been a while ago now but salam's first piece of business was done really early like you said there the capture of jordan shipley from coventry city um a big capture really just what salam needed someone in the middle of the park more for numbers more than anything yeah yeah, no, bang on. I think when we headed into, you know, after the final game of the season, there were the, the exits on the, on the retain list. And obviously, we'll get onto him, won't we? But Josh Vela's situation was was somewhat up in the air. We didn't quite know if, if he would be here next season. And, and without Vela, it, it did leave the midfield looking looking light, didn't it? Obviously, there's Luke Lee. You know, this time last year, he wasn't a midfielder, was he? Which was which was a strange situation. And, and then maybe you can make a case for Elliot Bennett, couldn't you? He spent the whole season playing wing-back. So... Um, yeah, the midfield department looked looked light at best. It looked like the area that needed the most sort of work, reinforcements, and uh, and within about a week of the summer, I believe it was it was something like uh, early to mid May. Um, Jordan Shipley checked in on a lengthy contract from from Coventry as a free agent. Obviously, Coventry boy, Coventry Academy graduate. Um, heard a lot of good things about him. I've I've seen him in action um, on a couple of occasions as as the Sky Blues have come through the leagues. It's a big member of their t- title-winning squad, which was the COVID-affected season, and um, yeah, really, I, I think I think you know one of what has proved to be four to date now, including the one we've had today as we speak. But a really solid start of business, wasn't it? A, a really impressive. You know, Coventry fans um, spoke very highly of him. Obviously, coming through the leagues, he was a massive player for them. Didn't play as much in the Championship when they they sort of reached the second tier, where they still are, obviously, but. Yeah, looks a looks a top top recruit, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's about. You know, a bit more of um, obviously a left-footed player, which is you know always good for balance, isn't it? In there and, and high energy, we hear, and someone who likes to drive forward, box to box. It sounds like an exciting capture on on a you know he's a good age. Um, I think he's 24, is he? Let me just double check that. 24, long-term deal. Um, the first sort of jigsaw piece, the first building block in what is. Starting to look like a really nice midfield, isn't it? And, and squad overall on paper. We'll get onto the the next recruits, but yeah, I was I was really encouraged by that sort of first signing. Yeah, is it something that since Steve Cottrell's come in, you know, traditionally Shrewsbury would have worked in maybe sort of one year deals, eighteen month mm. deals, loan deals. But I'm just looking now that you know the signings that they've made, apart from De Costa's obviously on loan, lengthy you know lengthy yeah. contracts. If you look at Southampton, Stan Morosi expires 2024. Uh, Pennington 2023, which I, I'm sure he'll be will try and get him on a new deal. Flanagan 2024, Leahy 2023, Nurse 2023, um, Elliot Bennett 2023, uh, Ryan Bowman 2023, Daniel Udo 2023, Tom Bloxham 2023. You know, these guys have all got another year left on their deals. This isn't something that traditionally, maybe in the past, obviously, Shrewsbury in League One now, League One's a better league than it was. Um, is that something that you've seen? Uh, a concerted effort from Steve Cottrell to to have a, a solid squad, not one that turns over every. It's a fair six point, John. Months. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I think you've you've got a point there. I mean, I wouldn't say it's you know necessarily directly started on, under the current manager Steve Cottrell. I think, I mean, maybe you know, I, I think back to the the Paul Hurst era, which which is obviously a, a time of great success. You know, I remember, um, I think it was Omar Beckles coming in, the defender, on, on a three-year deal, and that was. You know that took you back a bit. I think that was sort of the third, the first of that length in that period. I, I could recall for a little while, and you know, obviously it, it then went from from John Askey to Sam Ricketts, and there's certain signings in in Sam Ricketts era, weren't there, who were slightly more long term as as Town looked to sort of 
build rather than keep evolve as you say i mean remember you know mickey mickey mellon's era you know even you know gt before that um the turnaround you mentioned that the number of loan players the obviously like the transfer windows were, were slightly different weren't they then um but yeah the, the turnaround you spot on um you know players that came in in steve Cottrell's first summer last summer as you say were all two years you know at, at least if not longer flanagan coming mid-season the likes of him and and what we've seen so far this summer we're seeing we're seeing long-term planning i suppose you would say aren't we we're seeing a squad built for the here and now you know for this new 22 23 season but also for the one after that you know you, you look and you hope to have these players in so the next transfer window the next summer you're not doing that turnaround that overhaul of oh we need 10 a dozen players you know it's it's it it obviously it requires planning strategy um finances you know doesn't it obviously to, to offer out what i might you know i imagine the caliber of these players that come in are on are on decent money for town decent money for league one um and certainly over the long term over you know two two and a half three year deals it requires the outlay but it requires the forward thinking and and the aim is not just to have a good season this season it's it's to aid your your future recruitment as well isn't it it's building a a squad that just needs a couple of deals big deals each win each summer you know rather than you know, I know there are clubs specifically in League Two. Um, they're into double figures for signing. I mean, signings, you, you know, you don't want that, do you? You get that generally when it's a new manager, a big overhaul. You, you obviously don't want that. So I think with the long-term um, recruits, it's, it's a great shout there. And um, you can see why it'd be appealing to players, wouldn't you? You know, the likes of Shipley. I think I remember Dave Edwards saying um, to me not long after that signing, you know, you, you can see why that would appeal for Jordan Shipley. You know, he's got no club leaving Carve early in the summer gets offered a you know solid three years in league one with a with a club looking to to push on you know why, why would he turn that down so yeah security for players obviously um but yeah i think it's i think it's promising you'd much rather have those in place wouldn't you than being you know frantically sort of flying around every window so sort of worrying where the squad's coming from yeah yeah of course so that happened sort of a radio silence on signings but we had the retained you know release and retain list and yeah the surprises on there but the one we're going to talk about is the one that everyone was told or was led to believe uh, sort of been offered a new contract agreed to sign a new contract and then all of a sudden he's off Fleetwood and Josh Vela just I know we haven't caught up since then sort of officially and and town fans were a little bit in the dark at the time what 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 how did the situation play out as far as you're concerned Lewis or as well it's um can you explain yeah I mean, it's a strange. It was a it was a strange one, really, and um, difficult to report. You know, to a point at the time, to be honest. Um, so obviously, the the retain list. I'm trying to remember now. You know, stated um, offered and agreed new deals yeah. for for Elliot Bennett and and Josh Vella. Um, they were the two, I believe, in that category. And it, you know, it was it didn't give lengths of of contracts but it you know i said offered and agreed and came with a couple of comments from the manager so you know naturally i remember i think it was a monday morning the retain this came out after the final final weekend and you take it as verbatim don't you and and sort of report that as it was and it you know it was great news on both counts bennett and vela um two regulars you know almost ever present two top players um but he sort of started to hear um suggestion whisper that you know, maybe it wasn't necessarily the case in regards Vela, the midfielder. Um, sort of tried to stay on top of that and keep in touch with people. Um, 
obviously it was something that was put to the club but it's it was a difficult situation you can't always report things in a situation like that you know it's just sort of monitoring it staying on top of it I know there were a couple of noises in the wider press weren't weren't there sort of stating what we'd sort of heard really in regards to Vela and a contract not being done um things progressed um must have been a good month or so mustn't it if we're talking about the retain list at early May I think the Vela Fleetwood thing eventually sort of came to a head late May early June um around the time i I went away for holiday, but yeah, just before before that, it was Fleetwood interest appeared, didn't it? Fleetwood obviously in Towns Division finished around them in the, in fact finished below them in the league last season, barely stayed up, but under a new manager in Scott Brown seemed to be having a bit of a go, I would say, seemed to be having a push. Vela's signing and, and certain others sort of backed that up, and then you heard Fleetwood, and it's closer to his northwest base, isn't it? And not a new manager, are they offering a bit more money and are they offering a longer contract? And just had a bit of a dig into that and it, and it proved to be the case, didn't it? I, I think I'd just gone a, flew abroad on holiday when Vela was, was pictured in in Fleetwood red and white. Um, strange, strange episode, I have to say. I mean, town obviously, um, when when Fleetwood details began to emerge, I know we we reported a story, didn't we? And, um, and town um, responded with a statement of their own where they... A quite quite a strong statement where where they uh, stated it appeared Vela was um, was moving on elsewhere when he'd he'd not quite signed um, as the club believed was going to be the case when the player returned from his holiday. Um, yeah, I, I heard a lot of things on on that one behind the scenes, quite difficult to articulate. But that that timeline, as I say, there um, it obviously never got signed. You know that agreement in principle all that gentleman's agreement who can say probably only Vela and you know Steve Cottrell but obviously got to where it got to and um and Vela didn't sign a new contract with town and he signed he signed for a new club in Fleetwood and it's a blow as we reported you know it's a blow he he wasn't quite at the level of his first full season where he's player of the year but he was still a regular and I still thought a key player and one of the better more consistent performers and you know, Steve Koshrell likes his team to run high energy. None of them do it as much as Vela. So I think he'll be a loss. And yeah, that, that was a blow, wasn't it? A player they clearly wanted to keep. What's the, have you got any indication of mood of the club? You know, I'm sure they're probably frustrated and and angry about how it's Yeah, how it's I would say, home. yeah, I mean, I would probably say they're frustrated and disappointed with that. Um, you know, but I suppose once they heard the, um, where things were, regards how Vela felt and you know with other clubs interested um probably had to accept it didn't they you know they they could I suppose they could have gone back and if if it was length of the contract that the player wanted more or, or money or finance side of it they could have had a look at that and readdressed it but you know by this point by May mid-May late May be, even though signings hadn't arrived well one had Shipley they would have been quite far through the recruitment process of other targets have lists so if you're sort of going to go back on your word, scrap plans, remake plans, it could have knock-on effects, couldn't it? You know, who knows if who knows if Bayless, you know, would have come off. Who who will get onto the obviously or the other new midfield recruits? So, yeah, I, I I can't imagine that they would have been doing cartwheels about the fact that um, one of their one of their sort of star men, key players, um, turned it down and and, and moved to a, a rival. I think we can say a rival, can't we? A League One rival. Um, 
you know, especially after, you know, I don't think the club would have put out in the retain list unless they believed that he'd, you know, agreed to stay or, you know, obviously he hadn't signed anything, but he'd agreed to say. So it, it was a difficult from, a, I suppose, a publicity PR front and a difficult episode in that regard. And I'm sure one they would rather have had not happen and would rather have kept the player. Um, he's a good player and by all accounts liked it here and he was popular. Um, but yes, a sad conclusion, I suppose. It'll be interesting to see how it goes when Town play Fleetwood this season, certainly. But, you know, as as we sit here today and look at the squad and they've probably still one midfielder, at least more away from completing it. You know, the midfield doesn't look too shabby, does it? Shame to lose Vela and I'm sure they'll be disappointed, but got to move on, haven't you, in this game? Sure they'll, uh, if it happens next season, they won't be releasing their release to retain less until everything's absolutely signed, sealed and delivered. So, yeah. Um, as you said, busy week. Uh, Julian De Costa, someone who was linked in January, uh, mover scuppered, yeah. and, the, and the player went abroad on loan. And uh, and Tom Bayliss, the midfielder we were talking about yesterday, two two big signings, two signings with with good pedigree. Salop fans seem to be very very happy. It was uh, yeah, it was uh, the phrase London buses did the rounds a bit, didn't it yesterday? Um, so what were we? I, I think I read Jordan Shipley's signing was was May the eleventh. And uh, and town fans were made to wait until what are we now June the twenty seventh yesterday um, Monday for their next signings. I, I sort of blissful ignorance for a lot of that being abroad on holiday, not really caring. But obviously, you know, town fans were were waiting to hear what was going on. Because to be fair, before these two signings, you, you mentioned Acosta and and Bayless. You know, the squad on paper, you li- you list the numbers out and. You know, players return to preseason this week. It, it's short. You know that with the players released, you know, handful, half a dozen. The likes of Vela who moved on, short on numbers. You know, there's no no doubt about that. You could scarcely make a make an eleven. So numbers were needed. Um, obviously, with players returning to preseason, you don't want it to be too low, having to draft in too many young academy bodies or anything like that. Um, I suppose just on, and just on that actually, in the gap we had before the two signings yesterday, there were a few sort of second year, second year scholars offered pros and that weren't there. So the, the club were releasing bits and drabs of sort of academy news to to keep things ticking over. But obviously, you know, fans want new senior faces, new first team key starting players, don't they? So when the players returned to Sundown Castle yesterday, and and we had the the drip feed of two um, two new signings, obviously they. Uh, they announced Tom Bayliss first, a midfielder from Preston, before before the uh, the signing of the wing back Julian De Costa was was announced. And fans were delighted, weren't they? It's it's quite rare you get two in one day, isn't it? It it, it doesn't tend to happen. Maybe even at the lower league, certainly for Town, sure to recall um, in recent years. So yeah, it was you know much much needed, um, much needed excitement, sort of enthusiasm for supporters, much needed for for numbers in the building and bodies. And yeah, we'll get into their careers and what they offer in a bit, I'm sure. But they they both look really exciting recruits. I mean, I'm particularly looking forward to seeing Bayliss, as as you rightly mentioned, DeCosta and Bayliss, to be honest. But DeCosta was certainly on the radar in January. Um, Town thought they had a, a second half of the season loan wrapped up then, but the Frenchman opted to uh, to jet out to Portugal at the 11th hour. I can't imagine why you'd want to do that over sunny Shropshire, but. Uh, he decided on that, and uh, and yeah, he, here he is still with another year on his Coventry contract, and and the manager and, and town Keith Burt, head of recruitment, went back in for him, and a season-long loan was sorted this time. So, 
yeah, two two in one, double whammy. I mean, London buses, you wait for so long, and then and then here they are, and uh, we'll get onto it. But it's three in two days, isn't it? Now, let alone two in one. So, um, yeah, a couple of very exciting additions, I would say, with with a hint uh, more than a hint of sky blue flavour about it as well. Exactly. Yeah, the Shrewsbury announced uh, Shade Dunkley today. Uh, we recorded this on Tuesday, the Tuesday morning. Um, it was announced, not a connection to Coventry. As long as I, <laughs> so I believe, which is a bit strange, but um, a statement, Lewis. Other clubs were interested. I think Sheffield Wednesday were one of the clubs that were interested in him. But well, he, um, no, he, uh, he, he, um, his contract was up at Hillsborough, wasn't it? He was a Wednesday um, defender. That's it. Sorry, interested yeah. in, yeah, but interest from from other clubs, you know, of that ilk. Where I, yeah, yeah. I, I just think, um, I mean, I put in my headline when when he signed it. You know, transfer coup really. And uh, I mean, when I heard, uh, to to be fair, in Che Dunkley's case, it was a a move done on the hush. I mean, I'd heard his name mentioned um, for the first time last week and just he was sort of testing the water. He'd, he'd, I know he'd asked um, one or two about the club, stuff like that. Um, but for, from what I heard, it was sort of no further than there, really. I mean, he, he hadn't, he wasn't a name that had jumped out to me as being released elsewhere out of contract. And we, we knew Town wanted another centre-half, I would say. Um, there's Matthew Pennington, Tom Flanagan and George Nurse. I would certainly include George Nurse in that as he was excellent at left centre half earlier on in last season. But, you know, when you play three at the back, you certainly need four, don't you, for that depth, competition, cover, etc. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we knew we needed one. Um, I, I did have a slight inclination that the one that came in would be more of a squad player. You know, I, I, I could have seen, you know, Pennington, Flanagan, Nurse as, as the starting back three, to be honest. Um, but, when you get someone like Che Dunkley coming, you know, a couple of hundred of f- football league appearances, including many in the championship, good age still for a centre half in 30, really athletic lad, League One title winner, you know, extensive championship experience. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure he'll be coming in as a, as a squad player, as someone who isn't starting games. So, yeah, I mean, top signing today. I, I think it is a coup. I think, you know, it's a no brainer. Other clubs would have been in for him, I'm sure, at this level. Um, and, and maybe some of the, the big clubs at this level. So, yeah, excellent, um, an excellent get from Town and Steve Cottrell. Obviously, a two-year contract with an option of a third, which follows the trend of, of Bayliss and, uh, and, as we were saying, Shipley early with those long-term planning and strategic sort of building. Um, yeah, I mean, a great signing. I think, you you know, you'll have seen yourself, the, the reaction from Town fans to that one has been seriously sort of positive and optimistic. They didn't see that one coming. And, I, you know, Che Dunkley's a defender that town fans will have seen their side come up against many a time over, over recent years, you know, be it for Oxford, be it for Wigan. You know, even when Wigan, that Wigan team pit Paul Hurst town to the title, you know, Che Dunkley was there. Um, and, of course, Sheffield Wednesday last season in League One. So, yeah, we're getting a dominant, you know, athletic, strong defender to, to make it four top centre-halves on the books. Um, you know, for, to compete for free place at the back. I think it's very astute. And I, I know we, we touched on uh, Bayliss and, and DaCosta there, but just, just on them as well, I, I would say all four of the new new boys so far, I, I'm really looking forward to, obviously I've, I've seen a couple of them, I've seen three of them play, I'm not sure I've seen DaCosta play. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what they've got individually and what they add to the side. I, I can't imagine any of the four not being in a a first choice starting 11 you know the starting 11 on the opening day I imagine they're 
to me, they all seem strong enough for that. Um, I think they're going to enhance the squad. Yeah, and, you know, Dunkley, Bayliss, heard great things about Bayliss in terms of being a progressive midfielder, carrying the ball, things like that. He'd been attack-minded. De Costa down the right just seems like a real attack, offensive wing-back, um, happy to go up and down. Um, so, yeah, re- the recruits overall are all really exciting so far, and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're about. And I think town fans are extremely positive about about those that have come through the door. I think if you compare now, as we're speaking to two, three days ago, when there was only one sign and then not four, I think the um, things have shifted seismically, really, in, among the fan base um, in terms of optimism, positivity, you know, encouragement for the upcoming season. Absolutely. With, you know, every fan's love transfer rumours. Um, any more whispers? Any whispers knocking around in terms of sort of personnel positions? Think, um, Steve Cottrell wants? Not not, um, not names to report at this minute. Um, I do now, Town, we're looking um, at the left wing back position for a left wing back. Um, I had heard of one in the pipeline that I was actually gonna, going to put a report out on, but I had some information that uh, that things had changed on that and there'd been a bit of a, not a U-turn, but that had hit the uh, hit the skids, so to speak. So, yeah, they're, they're certainly looking in that position and, and that makes sense. You look at, you know, you, you could make a case, couldn't you, that the town were looking for a starting left wing back. They have Luke Lee on the books, they have George Nurse on the books. I'd like to see Luke Lee in midfield, um, where he was player of the season last season quite convincingly uh, but he can fill in on the left obviously and George Nurse who who filled in that wing back role after Nathaniel better left in January um, I think George Nurse played his best football as a left centre half the obvious thing there is that Che Dunkley's come in and will fight Nurse for a spot on that back three and the other centre half so does that leave Nurse as a wing back option with whichever one comes in possibly you know Nurse can obviously do both quite well so but I think you can make a strong case that, that you know they're looking for a, a starting left wing back, you know, a, a high quality sort of pedigree um, signing in that position. We'll have to wait and see on that one. I think I put something out earlier on. You look at left wing back, and I think as I touched on earlier, still in central midfield where they were so light at the at the end of last season. Now you're looking at what is it? Leahy, Shipley, Bayliss, Elliot Bennett's an interesting factor in this because obviously so needed at right wing back last season that, you know, there, there were little to, to no one else to really um, come in and help him with that. He now has a natural out there in Da Costa. Um, does that free up Bennett to to play in midfield as a, as a midfield option? Bennett's so versatile, isn't he? He can do the roles comfortably. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Bennett playing more mid- football in midfield this season, but also I'd still expect him to push Da Costa on the right. Two great options out there at right wing back. And um, so, as I say, they're, they're still lacking, aren't they, in that central midfield role, despite Bennett's versatility and the other new boys. I think that defensive midfield role, they lost David Davis, didn't they? Another name as well as, you know, we mentioned Vela earlier. David Davis was the the sitter, the defensive midfielder, um, the anchor. I'm not, you know, that number six role, I'm not quite sure. They certainly don't have a David Davis type in, do they, a defensive midfielder? You know, Tyrese Fauna, the Nottingham Forest Loney. I'm sure every town fan listening to this would like me to say that town are heavily, strongly, and optimistically backing for him on loan. Obviously, Forrest promoted to the top flight. Um, that remains to be seen. I, I, 
I can't see that coming off personally. I mean, Forest have gone up. So the next steps in Fauna's development, my instant feeling is they send him on loan to the championship to play football. You know, he's had a season and a half in League One now, hasn't he, Plymouth and Shrewsbury? Surely at his age, I'm, I know he signed a contract extension, I think, at uh, Forest, but surely his next step is playing in the championship for a loan club now Forest have gone up. Um, but we'll see on that. I mean, I just think in that mould, in that in that position, you know, in, in where Fauna played, where David Davis played, um, that number six role and, and up front, you know, that, that they're the three left wing back, um, centre mid, defensive mid and, and, and up front. Um, you know, up front, we've got Daniel Udo, last season's top scorer. We've got Ryan Bowman and we've got a young Tom Bloxham who's likely to take more steps next season. I really look forward to seeing him flourish further. Obviously got a deserved new deal in the summer, which is worth mentioning. Still on the 18, which is quite unbelievable, really. Uh, but I think you need a fourth, don't you? You know, you certainly need a fourth when you're playing two up front in that 3-5-2 or variations of that. You're playing two up front, you need more than three options, surely. Um, so, I, 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 again, there was um, there was a name up front. Uh, I haven't reported on it yet, but he since looks like signing elsewhere. Um, perhaps one to, to, to mention when, when he does join the, the club, he looks set to join. Uh, but... Yeah, it was a forwards name of decent calibre. So I, you know, as far as I sort of heard and understand, Tanner are looking at, a, you know, a decent, prominent, you know, League One centre forward. So you know that that's potentially exciting, and I think it, you know, maybe someone to ease the burden on Udo's goals on on Bowman as well, so he doesn't have to play every week without stunting Bloxham's development. You know, I think that's fair to say. Um, just a quick one. I know De Costa's on loan. It'll be interesting to see how the other loans work, you know, from the top flight and from the championship, whether many more arrive. Um, obviously, the manager didn't use too many uh, last season. So, yeah, all interesting to see. Yeah. Is there anyone, you know, you know, League One like the back of hand, Lewis, is there anyone who's maybe out of contract League One championship who are floating around at the moment who, you know, if you were salad manager, you'd like to see walk through the doors this summer? Anyone put think? Me, putting me on the spot there. Massively putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, that's OK. Um, I try, someone mentioned an interesting, I'm just going to steal someone's shout, actually, just because they mentioned it earlier today and I thought it was interesting. Um, they mentioned Cov's, obviously, heavy heavy uh, Coventry theme um, this summer. They mentioned Coventry Cov's, going to have no players left if Shrewsbury carry on. Yeah, well, this is true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm worried for the Coventry reporter, to be honest. I think he's going to be poached by the star. Um, <laughs> now, they've got, a, they've got a striker called Tyler Walker, haven't they, who I read was surplus to requirements. Is he ex-Forest? I'm trying to think where he was formerly of. Um, and uh, I'm not exactly sure where his situation is, but someone like him, if he's available. Um, there are a couple of uh, a couple of names that were floating around maybe earlier in, in the summer. Again, one name I'd, I'd heard interest of that wasn't new to this summer and had sort of been linked before and had interest before. Nothing's come of it yet. He's, he's still not moved. Don't really want to put that out yet because it's not something I've reported yet. It's not bloody, um, it's not bloody Will Grigg again, is it? Uh, well, yeah, well, funnily enough, his name cropped <laughs> up today, actually. Will Grigg's name cropped up today. Not not in a town link, you'll be glad to hear. Um, although, who knows? Let's be honest. Um, he's like... Now, He's like the uh, the Dwight Gale equivalent at West Brom. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, I, I think I read that he was out um, pre-season training with MK Dons in Ireland, um, of course, where he ended up last time. And I, I don't think he's contracted. I think he's a free. So uh, watch this space, maybe. But I have no <laughs> intel on that, for the record. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, it, 
it wouldn't realistically all joking aside about Will Grigg, it wouldn't be the craziest shout, would it? Just in terms of his where he is, his profile, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, town liking him on many occasions, but I mean, maybe you'd like to think that ship sailed. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times you can be sort of told no or turned down. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not sure. I have to admit, Johnny, come the close season, it's not a case that I'm um, feverishly scouring every club statement, you know, to to see uh, who's who's X, Y, Z, and you know, let go, so I can build up a mythical list of targets that are never going to come to fruition. But um, yeah, I think you know, if you if you look at the positions, look at the town squad. Now with the four recruits we know of, it pains me to, to say, and I don't think town fans would like to hear it, but I don't think they're too far off. Certainly a, a very good looking starting 11 and starting 12 or 13, just, you know, quality for the left, one of a really good option in attack. And then you're looking at just padding the squad, aren't you? And making sure you have enough options because that's an interesting point to get onto, isn't it? Because you know, I don't think they had enough options last season. I don't think that's any secret, is it? Um, they, they were low light on numbers. You know, the manager likes to work with a small squad, obviously, but, you know, when, it, when a couple of injuries bite, it it does potentially hurt you, doesn't it? And just start to look even even bearer um, as it did. So, yeah, I think you know, we'll see what kind of numbers they go. It'll, it will be interesting to compare numbers come what, September the 1st and, and how it was last season, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's the sign-ins. Before we uh, wrap this first episode up, let's just look at pre-season. So I'm heading to Spain, yeah. I believe, Lewis. So yeah. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry, I've got Portugal and Spain with all our clubs in my uh, my head. Spain no, no, no. Spain. They're off to Eastern Spain, yeah, Valencia way, and they're playing a friendly out in Benidorm. They That's go it. Saturday for a week. So they're playing uh, Qatar. Out Qatar. In yeah. Please and don't then, ask me how much I know about Qatar SC. I was just. It says here. Do you know much about them? I can remember reading roughly that they've got like a former yes, top player playing. For yeah, them. well done. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Spanish midfielder Javi Martinez spent a long time at Bayern Munich. Um, is on their books, and yeah, my knowledge doesn't go too much further. They're playing a top tier of Qatari football. Um, I think they've played a few clubs. They've been out there a while. Played a few clubs. Um, digging still to be done on that. I think it's fair to say that the game isn't for uh, over a week yet. So it'll be interesting to see what I find out. And obviously town's first friendly. So, you know, those fans jetting out there and there will be a good few town fans enjoying the um, samples and delights that Benidorm has to offer. We'll, we'll get a, a first glimpse of um, those new town bodies. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I know Katara played Linfield as well already this summer. So they're, they're doing uh, the rounds. Who, uh, Linfield, who TNS are facing in the Champions Yes. League. Absolutely, Brilliant. absolutely. But a tough preseason, you know, Cardiff and Burnley, two sides they've played before. Mm. Um, what's your opinion on this? Because, you know, looking at other clubs on our, on our books, West Brom have got four League One and League Two clubs, yeah. or four or five, which is not... Oh, and then they've got a German Bundesliga side, but not the hardest one. So some clubs like to have them friendly to boost the confidence. South have gone for some tough... They've obviously got Telford as well. They've gone for some tough ones, certainly Cardiff and Burnley. Um, what's your opinion on this? Is it better to, you know, is it better to play this these tougher opposition, you know, to to test yourself? My opinion is absolutely yes. It's better to play um, top top clubs in pre-season. Um, the first thing that springs to mind is before the 17-18 playoff running season, where Town faced all manner of top opposition: Villa, Wolves, Cardiff in there as well. Possibly not. Certainly Villa and Wolves. And they perform well in those games, by the way. Um, 
obviously it's not always going to work like that, but I, I do think it's better to play above and get a real stiff test, stern run around, you know, playing against top quality, top fitness. There's an interesting correlation to this time last last year when there, there weren't too many friendlies, were there? Um, they played Telford away, National League North. They played Hereford away, National League North, and went to Exeter, didn't they? Um, League Two Exeter, obviously, are in Towns League One this season. Um, it, it was an interesting group of friendlies, only three, obviously, including Qatar. That's four um, announced so far this this summer. Remains to be seen whether there'll be another one, although I expect there will be, if I'm looking at the schedule right. We'll see. Um, yeah, so I, you know, like, there was a lot said about last last summer's uh, friendly list. They, they were due to play another one, was it Tamworth, non-league side, another non-league side, but that went to COVID, I think, so it was only three, all away from home. That was pitch-related, I believe, all against lower opposition. So certainly different this time around. Home games, pitch will be ready, touch wood. Um, higher opposition rather than below last summer. So it's a, it's a complete contrast to last summer's, actually. So it'd be better to see if it makes them, you know, better prepared. Um, obviously, last season did not get off to the best start, did it, when it came to League One and and, and the Cups and so on with, with how that panned out. So I'll be hoping that this different summer pre-season schedule will will have the opposite effect. Great minds that we've got, Lewis. Then, Kalite, my next question is, will there be more pressure on Salop and, uh, and Cottrell this season to get it right early on? Because it was well, pretty dreadful to start with last season. And I'm sure they... No one wants a repeat of that. Yeah, obviously the start did uh, went about as as uh, as far away from w- what the plan would be as possible, really, didn't it? With not getting that that first win until, um, sorry, that first win came early, but it was the sole win, wasn't it? Until October, it was um, it was the only win and one in twelve or something like that. It, it it put them right on the back foot, and they were playing catch up for the whole rest of the season. Things things turned and went well come New Year and. They were pushing up, but only really managed to push to 14th, 13th, was it, um, when when there could have been a good finish on the horizon before it tailed off again at the end. So you're right, obviously the finish of 18th um, wasn't where they want to be, wasn't what they would um, would perceive as being successful or, or good enough. So, yeah, just because it's another, it's been another summer, you know, manager's squad again. He's, you know, is it only Daniel Udo now in that squad that Steve Cottrell hasn't bought in? Arab Begoyan as well. Um, I think it's only Udo and Begoyan off the top of my head, not counting, you know, your Bloxhams and Kate, and, you know, the the, the kids. Um, it's the manager's squad, you know, it's a second full season. Um, obviously, a good 18 months at the club now. Obviously, you know, not notwithstanding the, uh, the, the the six months of illness and so on. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's quite clear, I think, that they obviously need to have a better time of it you know, this season than than last season. And, you know, a better start is absolutely needed. I don't think they can, you know, afford another start like like last time around because it'll just do exactly the same, won't it? Have them on the back foot trying to scrap away from relegation. No, no one wants that again. They want to see if the club can finally kick on in this league um, that they've been in for a long time now and see if, you know, better than 17th, 18th is achievable, which it should be. I mean, look at the squad, look who's come in, these four signings. You know, nobody can tell me there's no reason why Town can't push on up because, you know, clearly with the calibre of playing and players they're looking at, um, that's what they want to do. Absolutely. Now, in 
the episodes throughout the season, we, I'm going to be asking you to tweet out to South fans, send in mm-hmm. questions prior to the podcast. But we haven't done that today because it was just a, an open episode. So I've got a question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot again, Lewis. No, no, not again. I love you under the proverbial Shrewsbury Town bus. Um, <laughs> just looking at the, the recruitment that South have done and the release and retain list that South have done. Obviously, Sean Morley is without a club. Um, he was still a, a, a salop legend. Um, would you have given him another year, Lewis? Would it would there have been any harm in giving him another year's contract um, if he played, say, 10, 15 games next season? Um, would, could he have still been an asset? to? to yeah, no, him? yeah, I, I would have um, given him another year, I think, for me personally. Um, I'm a big fan of his, as uh, every town fan is. I'm, you know off the pitch wise a big fan of him as an individual um uh, but but also as a footballer you know um but also i mean you know this time last year he he triggered another 12 months you know it, it wasn't sort of agreed it was already within the existing contract so would he have you know this time last year would he have stayed for another season if it wasn't for that trigger you know not so sure about that so um yeah i would have and i think you know he you know that he's finally injured injured his final season, I should say, unfortunately, got sort of almost wrecked, didn't it, by that that long, was it groin? Yeah, bad, bad uh, leg muscle injury. Uh, best part of four months, I think he missed. Was it from November until March, maybe? Um, and he just got up to full speed, to be honest. He'd scored a crucial winner at home to MK Dons, 1-0 in, a, in October in a, what was really a massive win after the bad start. He'd sort of great goal at Ipswich as town um yeah down down at Ipswich I think town lost that day um trying to remember but yeah he'd, he'd really got into full flight uh, you know there wasn't wingers played for the majority in this system was there so I don't quite know where he fitted in he fit in as a sort of attack-minded central midfielder possibly as one of the front two possibly always looked sharp from the bench as you say is it 30 or I think Sean turns in the summer. It might even be 35 in August. I can't quite remember. But I still think he will, whichever club he joins, I think he'll do very well. He could be a top asset. And and I, I just hope he does. Hope he plays football and can can find the form. I heard a few few clubs sort of mentioned. Doesn't take too much imagination, really, close to his northwest home, obviously. Um, just wish him well and hope he hope he, you know, manages to turn it on and shows us can, continues to show what he's what he's great at. And you do hope further down the line, you know, in generations to come, he can return to the club in some role because he's, he's keen, isn't he, to stay in football. Even talked about management, so who knows? But, um, yeah, I, I'd have kept him. Um, the, you know, fans love him. He's a, he's a legend. And I, I think it, I personally think it helps to have those kind of people around, um, you know, people fans can relate to. You don't, you don't get the level of sort of contingency, longevity, continuity uh, at this at this level do so it's it's quite rare and yeah it's a shame but again it's football isn't it I'd have kept him but that's that there we go big question for Lewis Cox to, to finish off um Lewis you enjoyed episode one yes I did mate thanks for asking yeah um it will be good obviously probably a bit longer than a normal ep just because we're we're reconvening Chewing to cover to cover what 10 10 weeks of summer so far probably yeah. two two months so um yeah, I think we're we're gonna go fortnightly, aren't we, in the season? And um and or however often, however often. And yeah, it'd be good. I look forward to, to to getting questions and stuff and see how many buses you're gonna throw me under, you know. Hopefully hopefully at least 
handful of town fans find this remotely my find my waffle remotely interesting but that remains to be seen to be seen indeed and hopefully we'll have some guests on as well along the yeah, way look forward to that few in the pipeline haven't we you in the pipelines. There you go. F1 done. Um, it's been a short summer. Well, it's been a short summer for me, in truth. I can remember being at a game a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there we go. It's been a busy part of the summer this last week for Salop. Four signings in in total now. One at the start, three this week. Uh, things are ramping up. Season's almost upon us. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Uh, well, we may have a guest voice, but hopefully we'll have maybe news of some more Salop signings. So um, tune in next time. Until, until next time, we'll see you on the stream. Views.